This is Triple H 100.1 FM with Ian Stewart. Good afternoon to you and welcome again to Rotary Matters. This is a programme in which we take a look at some of the many worthy causes, projects and people who make up Rotary. I'll be telling you more about Rotary in a minute, but I wanted to first introduce the emergency department at Westmead Children's Hospital. Now, Westmead lies on the outer western fringe of the Sydney metropolitan area. It's a modern hospital with a very busy eye clinic treating a wide range of children's eye conditions such as retinopathy of prematurity, retinoblastoma, retinal disease, glaucoma, optical nerve disease, eye trauma, vision loss and neurodegenerative conditions such as multiple sclerosis. Lots and lots of problems there but they're all patiently and professionally tackled by a first class team of dedicated orthoptists and ophthalmologists. But you know, despite this expertise, they lacked a vital piece of equipment. They lacked a diagnostic eye imaging device, which would enable them to detect changes in children's vision. So for example, they would be able to monitor the progression and the regression of tumours preventing blindness. So today on Rotary Matters, we're going to be meeting Katie Gearing. Katie is the head orthoptist at the hospital, who explains the need in greater detail and the difference this imaging equipment makes. We'll also be talking with Haran Ramachandran, a local Rotarian who coordinated the funding, which was a massive $168,000 to enable the eye clinic at Westmead to offer world's best eye health to their clients. It's a great story. Uh, this is Ian Stewart here on Triple H 100.1 FM, and this program is Rotary Matters. Now, just in case you haven't heard us before, the idea of this program is to bring you an interview to explain and provide insight into a specific Rotary cause or project. We call it Rotary Matters because, as you'll find out over the next hour, Rotary impacts many lives locally and around the world. So each week on the programme we might be hearing from an Australian organising a mobile leprosy clinic in India or an Australian building a school in Nepal. Closer to home we might look at Rotarians funding insulin pumps for disadvantaged children. They might be hosting an overseas student, they might remove graffiti or we're running a shelter for women who have suffered domestic violence. So let me give you a refresher. It's the elevator pitch about Rotary if you like. It's a worldwide organisation set up 100 years ago to foster the concept of service, service above self. Around the world you'll find 1.2 million members and 36,000 Rotary clubs in 220 countries. Here in Australia we've got 25,000 Rotarians, 1,100 clubs and another 256 over in New Zealand. Now, most clubs meet weekly, in person or virtually, and they devote their time to making the world a better place through a range of very worthy community service projects. So you're going to find Rotarians uh, fighting disease like uh, polio and malaria, providing clean water, sanitation and hygiene. They want to save mothers and children. They'll want to support education. They want to grow local economies to promote peace and to support the environment. Uh, today we're talking with Katie Gearing about the uh, eye clinic at Westmead Children's Hospital and a gift from Rotary of an important eye imaging machine. And I spoke with Katie by Zoom. So Katie Gearing, you're the head orthoptist at Westmead Children's Hospital. Tell us if you would, what are the eye conditions that you usually would be treating at the, at the hospital? So the, um, thank you for having me today, Ian. Um, today, um, we're talking to you about the Westmead Children's Hospital Eye Clinic. Um, the, we are a tertiary referral centre, so that means that children have to see an optometrist or an ophthalmologist or a paediatrician 
prior to coming to see us. If they're in our local area, they see a GP and they're referred in, but we only see conditions that we consider a tertiary, so they can't be treated elsewhere in the community. So that um, it means that we're seeing complex conditions and many of our children have um, complex medical um, comorbidities where they have their eyes are affected as well as their hearing, their development, um, sometimes their heart is affected. They've got systemic conditions that um, uh, involve multiple organs. So they have multiple disabilities and needs. Um, we also see children who have just complex eye conditions. So we, have, we see children from birth until the age of 16. Um, children can be born with a retinoblastoma, which is cancer of the eye. They can also be born with a cat congenital cataract, congenital glaucoma. They can have anomalies of the eye where the eye doesn't develop properly um, while they're um, in utero. So we see these complex conditions where the eye isn't formed correctly. So they come to see us for advice, opinions, management and treatment. We also see children with um, acquired vision loss. So children who develop night blindness or the inability to differentiate color. And these children often have a retinal dystrophy or a, an acquired retinal disease that needs to be differentiated from, from um, many other medical conditions. We see children who have nystagmus, so they have a wandering eye movement. Um, these children can either be visual or non-visual, so they are very important um, children that we need to see to differentiate. Is this an isolated vision problem or is this something that might be um, something more sinister with a brain tumour or is it caused by something more sinister, a more sinister process than just the nystagmus, which is the shaking movement, involuntary shaking movement of the eye. Um, we see children who also require glasses. Um, children uh, might have no need for glasses in one eye, but the need for a strong prescription in the other eye. So it's the assessment and management of these patients in a timely, timely manner that allows them to have um, good vision in both their eyes throughout their life. So we see children, um, we also see children who are born prematurely. So when you're born premature, the, uh, the, vascular, the, the, the blood vessels in the eye are quite immature and underdeveloped, so they're quite fragile. And because they're fragile, they can bleed easily. So these children can often have retinopathy of prematurity which can cause a lifelong visual problem in these children. So they need to be checked and assessed very, very regularly. Um, and if there is a problem, those weak blood vessels get lasered. So not only do we diagnose children here at the Westmead Children's Hospital Eye Clinic, we can also treat them. Um, we have 14 ophthalmologists who can perform surgery and we have many subspecialty ophthalmologists who have um, various subspecialties such as the front part of the eye, the back of the eye, the um, turning eyes, um, inherited retinal disease, genetics of the eye. Um, so we are quite blessed with a, a great team of surgeons and orthoptists who can manage these complex patients um, to provide them with um, vision that will last a lifetime. Katie, it's extraordinary. Um, we're talking with Katie Gearing, who's the head orthoptist at Westmead Children's Hospital here in Sydney, who's outlined a whole range of conditions, which uh, some of us would have heard about some of them, but I reckon not many people would know all of those and, and the scope 
um, of what you're doing, Katie. So what facility, I mean, it sounds like you've got a pretty sophisticated setup, but clearly there are some items of equipment or facilities that you were lacking. Can you tell us what what is was missing and, and the implication of that? Uh, so uh, being a public hospital, we rely on donors and fundraising. So our department um, actively fundraised to raise money for equipment. Um, we are in the, the period of technology. So technology is, is ever improving um, the machines and the, the techniques of how we can assess and treat these children. And while we are lucky to have a great amount of equipment, equipment gets broken and dropped equipment becomes more smaller and more portable. And dealing with children, this is really important because we're often dealing with children who are sick in a bed or a cot, or they're in their mother's arms. And while the equipment we have can um, assess these children, it's very, very difficult when their children are so unwell um, to be able to see them on our big um, equipment. So we are, we've got um, the ability to assess the pressure of the eye of a child and you might have had that done at your optometrist where you get the puff of air. Yes, yes. We have a, um, a different system, which is a little eye care machine, which has a very soft probe that gently touches the front of the eye. And the new machines now are allowing us to assess patients who are lying down or sitting up. They can be cradled or they can be bedside with um, their oxygen and their, um, their other stats being taken at the same time. Where, where, is, where is most of the technology um, being uh, developed? Which part of the world is responsible for this? I can't tell you. I think it would be probably America. It comes America. out of my... I think so. So one of the items that we want to talk about is your Spectralis OCT imaging technology. Um, this is the item that a Rotary has been involved in resourcing for you. Could you give us an idea what that item does specifically, please, Katie Gearing? So we were quite overwhelmed with the generosity of Rotary um, when we started to work with them in fellowship a few years ago. We had this big item that was, we have a wish list and we, we really wanted this piece of equipment um, to changes the face of, the, of so many children and, and their outcome. So a Spectralis OCT in fact, an OCT is a machine that you may have had at your own ophthalmologists or your optometrists. It is a scan of the back of the eye. It looks at your macula, where your central vision is formed. It also looks at your optic nerve. Now, it's quite easy for us as adults who understand commands to look at the green light and get the, the um, part of the eye scanned. But as you can imagine, for a small child, um, it's very difficult to sit still for a few seconds for us to capture this image. Um, so this Spectralis OCT technology is actually a portable device that allows us to take this to theatre. And this is really important because a huge number of our population are children five and under. Um, and so we can now take this technology to theatre while they're having um, an examination of the eyes we can now, not only can we just image the eye, we can take um, we can take a quantitative measure. So for children with nerve tumours of the eye, we can measure if, that if the tumour is growing. So rather than just taking a photo and we say, oh, it looks about the same, we can now say, look, these nerve fibre layers, they're getting thinner, they're causing a problem and we need to approach this with 
something potentially like chemotherapy. We are able to image the back of the eye and quantify the macula in children who have retinopathy of prematurity. So we can see whether or not, not only are the blood vessels immature and causing a problem in the peripheral, but are they bleeding towards the central vision and causing, um, and causing swelling? We can also image children who have inflammation of the eye. So you can get inflammation of every part of the eye from front to back. And if it's at the back of the eye, the vision is reduced. Um, but as you can imagine, assessing vision of a child who's unwell with a complex medical condition is also difficult. So rather than just relying on the visual acuity, we now have something where we can quantify and we can say it's this swollen and this is the treatment. So it's providing um, specialist precise treatment to the children um, at a timely manner so we can make sure that we preserve the vision in a timely fashion. But of, of very, sorry, yeah, sorry. No, I, I, it sounds extraordinarily um, capable and, and very, very useful to you um, with many um, benefits arising from it. So uh, uh, you, physically, what sort of shape and size is this item? It's actually quite large. When you think portable device, you probably think briefcase, but yes. it's actually, um, it is quite large. It's like the it's like a size of a person on wheels. Okay, right. Um, because so. it has to come with a computer. It comes with a movable arm, so we can move it in front of the patient. Yes. Um, and then it, it comes with, on a, to make it safe to move, it has a four point um, wheelbase. Um, but the fact that we have this machine, we've now been able to, which I haven't um, updated Haran yet, we've been able to enrol in um, a, a, a worldwide study um, of inherited retinal disease. So to, in order to be able to be part of this research and groundbreaking clinical trial, we needed to have this machine. So we can take the images now of these patients enrolled in the study and start to make a difference for children who have inherited retinal diseases, which is causing them to eventually lose their vision by the age of 20. So to be able to be part of this is wonderful. Um, and this machine does so many things. We also use it for children with neurofibromatosis, which is a condition that affects all the nerves in the body. So this machine has a modality on it that is actually secondary to its primary purpose. And we now take a picture of these children in clinic. So the beauty of this machine is it's portable, but we can also use it in clinic. So we're now taking these infrared images of the back of the eye, and it's helping neurogenetics diagnose whether or not these children have this, um, this condition. Katie, so thank you for that. We're talking to Katie Gearing, the head orthoptist at Westmead Children's Hospital, about a wonderful piece of equipment called a Spectralis OCT, imaging uh, machine. Uh, we've learned a little bit, bit about what it looks like and what it does, the conditions that it treats or enables the treatment of. Um, but this didn't come um, cheaply and uh, it didn't come easily, but it did come to you thanks to uh, Rotary. You're on Triple H 100.1 FM. My name's Ian Stewart and this is Rotary Matters, a program designed to put the spotlight onto the world of Rotary and onto some of their projects and activities. I spoke with Haran Ramachandran, a Rotarian from Hills Kellyville Club, and I asked him how he went about raising the finance for the Spectralis Optical Coherence Tomography Equipment. And I'd just like to bring in now, if we could, 
Haran Ramachandran. Haran is no stranger to this program, having shared his stories with us a few times in the past. Haran is the um, grants chair for the Rotary Foundation in our district. Haran, um, how did the need for this particular item of equipment come to your attention? Um, as a Rotarian. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Katie. Uh, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, as you know, uh, Ian, uh, Rotary districts in Sydney, which both District 9675 and 9685, are no stranger to the Children's Hospital Westmead, uh, as we have developed the Rotary Wing uh, at, the, at the hospital. And uh, my club, the Rotary Club of the Hills, Kellyville, is no stranger either, as we have been uh, supporting the hospital children's clinic, uh, uh, children's hospital for many years. And two of our, one of our late members, Don Stain and Shirley, have been volunteers at the Children's Hospital as well. While uh, in 2017-18, uh, our president, uh, Robert Mackey, uh, and the board decided to provide some equipment or support to the Children's Hospital, I was tasked with to identify how we can support the hospital. Uh, that was the start of this proje project, uh, Ian. And uh, we identified the need. As, uh, as Katie mentioned before, the, the existing uh, OCT equipment uh, could not cater for all the children because you had to stand still, uh, which I had an opportunity to sit on it and get a photo of my eye done as well. Uh, um, but so we needed this portable uh, OCT equipment which could cater all kinds of children with, uh, with other, other medical issues. Uh, so we identified this piece of equipment, which is the, uh, as you mentioned, the octa. Uh, Spectralis of OCT equipment, and uh, we identified the budget, uh, you know, close to 168,000 Australia. Sorry, can I just get that number from you one more time? What was the price? Uh, it, the price was 168,000 Australian wow. uh, uh, quarter. And, um, and also, the reason it became uh, passionate to me, uh, because if, if this machine was able to take the photo back of the eye up to the he can correct me here. And as you know, if, if the optic nerve is damaged, there is no medical treatment available to save the eyesight. And, and I can tell that because I've seen many, uh, many doctors for me, as I, uh, my optic nerve was damaged due to lack of uh, blood flow to the optic nerve, so I lost a total vision on my right eye. Uh, so this project was close to me, uh, even though the project, uh, the funding was such a large amount. Uh, we, you know, we came forward and uh, we were able to get this money and the way we did, because of the amount of money, the only option that we had was to go for a Rotary Global Grant, uh, and which, which through our contacts in India and other parts, we were able to get these projects up and running. So one of our uh, partner clubs, which we have worked previously, which is Rotary Club of Madras Coronandel, uh, the current, uh, whose member, Ravi Raman, who is the current district governor nominee designate for the District 3232, uh, stepped forward with a contribution of $10,000 for this project, as well as uh, uh, Rotary Club, Rotarians from Rotary Club of Vailor Ford in District 3231 uh, supported with a further US, US dollars, 20,000 to this project. Haran what, Haran, what was the other club? You mentioned the Madras Coromandel Rotary Club in and, India, which gave And the other one was the Rotary Club of Velour Fort. Where, where is that located? Uh, that's in District 3231, 3, 3, which is in South India as in well. In South India, okay. okay. Yes. 
so they they came forward to help us uh, with significant contributions and then uh, Rotary districts in India uh, as well as the um, in in Odisha to uh, came forward to support us and along with the two uh, districts in Western Australia 9455 and 9465 so uh, Haran, Haran were you personally responsible for engaging the interest and the support of those Rotary clubs in India um, and uh, in Western Australia? Uh, exactly, yes. I was. I uh, championed this project, Ian. As, as I said before, it was very close to my heart and I just wanted to make this happen. So we were able to, um, I was able to uh, speak to uh, my contacts, which of course we have worked in previous project, global grant projects uh, with supporting Western Australian Rotary clubs, as well as uh, many clubs in India. So all these districts coming forward to help us, we were able to raise the required money, then came our foundation with further uh, uh, US uh, $48,000, uh, which we were able to raise the um, required amount of funds to uh, buy this equipment. And um, the, uh, the Children's Hospital Westmead had a, a very um, uh, gala event to uh, inaugurate the equipment where we had uh, both the district governor, uh, Susan Wakefield at the event, along with number of past district governors, uh, Peter Ward and district uh, governor Alec uh, Warwick from uh, uh, joining district and many other past district governors, Bruce Allen, and many of us joined uh, to celebrate this achievement. So in summary, we had Katie at the hospital doing some wonderful um, work in op uh, optometry, ophthalmology, orthoptic work. A need is identified for a piece of equipment, a sophisticated piece of equipment, roughly $168,000. The funding for that was sourced through you, Haran, from a variety of places, uh, locally and um, in India, and in Western Australia for that matter. I think it just goes to show the interdependence, does it not, of Rotary around the world, how they will help us and similarly we will help them. And I know that Haran, um, just as an, uh, as an example, you're involved in uh, the provision of a mobile leprosy clinic for a, um, a rotary group in northern India. Is that right? That's great. In Allahabad, we were able to provide the uh, mobile leprosy bus uh, to the uh, leprosy mission hospital in Allahabad. Right. So, so in other words, your, your club here in Sydney is called the Hills Kellyville Club and they raise money to help the mobile leprosy club, leprosy clinic in India. And then reciprocally, you've been able to call on your contacts in India to help provide Katie and her department with this um, Spectralis OCT machine. It's a terrific example of international cooperation. Where does the um, Rotary Global grant money fit into that jigsaw? So the um, at that time, as, as you know, you know, this this project nicely fitted into the um, natural and child health, which in simple term, uh, saving mothers and children. Uh, so under that, uh, we were able to apply for a, a global grant project under this area of focus out of the uh, uh, one of the seven areas of focus of the Rotary Foundation. Uh, so when uh, when we raised our money at during the, at that time at that period 2017 18 19 20 we were able to get a matching funding from the Rotary Foundation which was every dollar we raised as a club we were able to get 50 cents for every dollar from the Rotary Foundation and every dollar that was given as a district designated fund from the four districts that I mentioned was matched dollar for dollar. As such, we were able to get just over $48,000 uh, US 
from the Rotary Foundation to support this project. Haran, it's a terrific story and a great credit to you, um, to your, uh, for your enterprise and your creativity. Katie, back to you. You've had this equipment now in your possession. It's clearly been making a difference. Can I ask you publicly, is there anything else that you'd like that um, we could ask Haran to have a look at for you? <laughs> <laughs> For smaller pieces of equipment now, one of them is the portable eye care, which is $8,000, which helps us assess the pressure of the eyes of children. So we need about eight of those in the department. We've got three. So that's our, our latest mission is to, um, to, to purchase more portable eye cares. Excellent. Well, Haran, no pressure. No pressure, mate. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I suspect that'll be on your shopping list fairly soon. So, look, uh, thank you both very, very much indeed for your time today in sharing the story. So it's a wonderful example. Katie, thank you for your eloquence and outlining what it's all about at the very start. I had no idea of the scope of, of what, you, what you guys do out at the hospital. Um, and Haran, congratulations to you for bringing it all to fruition. I think you'd like to add something? Yeah, so I just want to mention the foundation, how we work, as the contribution we make to the Rotary Foundation helps Rotarians to carry out measurable and sustainable service project as the one that we just heard. So which changes lives both close to home and around the world as well. So as, as, as I mentioned, this project falls into one of the seven areas of focus of our foundation, which is our own charity, the Rotary Foundation which is the maternal and child health. In simple terms, it can be translated to saving mothers and children. And through this area of focus, we make high-quality healthcare available to vulnerable mothers and children so they can live longer and grow stronger. So I think every Rotarian supporting the Rotary Foundation, it's, it's a credit to everyone because without them, we would not get these fundings that we raise to support this project. And that, I think it, it gives us more... Uh, uh, more focus to support our foundation going forward as well. Thank you, Ian. Thank you both very much indeed. I'll let you go, Katie. Thanks, thanks so much. Very for much for, um, thanks very much for your time, and it's a privilege to work with Rotary, and we feel um, we feel very honoured to have been supported in such a generous way. So thank you. You're on Triple H one hundred point one FM. My name is Ian Stewart. And I do hope you enjoyed this episode of Rotary Matters. If you'd like to hear it again, tune in to the Rotary Matters Facebook page or from tomorrow to the Rotary Matters website, which is www.rotarymatters.org. And you can also find uh, this program and previous episodes of Rotary Matters on podcast platforms like Google and Spotify. So I do hope you've been inspired by some of the Rotary stories that we bring you each week. And maybe you're thinking of getting involved yourself. Maybe you've seen a need in your local community and wondered how you could help. Uh, maybe you've got professional skills you'd like to share or learn new skills. Maybe you simply want to seek uh, networking connections. There's many good reasons for joining a Rotary Club and you'll find at the same time that there are some important values that apply throughout Rotary activities. Rotarians ask themselves, is it the truth what we're doing? Is it fair? Will it build goodwill and friendships? And will it be beneficial to all concerned? To find your closest Rotary Club, all you've got to do is Google the suburb name and the word Rotary, Rotary, and it'll take you to their site or maybe to their Facebook page. Uh, next week on Rotary Matters, we'll be meeting two high school students who attended the recent, recent National Youth Science Forum to arouse their interest in all things STEM. Uh, they're lovely boys, and we also met um, a previous participant on the program, a teacher from Knox Grammar School who coordinates their participation 
and Sue Owen from Warunga Rotary Club. So it's uh, been a great pleasure to be with you this afternoon. Hope you'll enjoy um, future episodes of Rotary Matters. We go to air three o'clock on a Friday on Triple H 100.1 FM. My name's Ian Stewart. Bye for now.